0: This is Horsepower Happenings.
1: Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, it's, I had to dust off my driver's seat. You no, know,
2: I'll, I'll never go back. Uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. Yeah. I'm too old. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them.
0: Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews.
1: We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this: we are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Hortzman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked up. He's around Chase with Jared Hortzman up to. Third down the back straight away. And Rich France.
2: The number 11 Hilliger machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace the tire and get back out.
3: Michigan's Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14 time ARCA champion Ron
0: Allen. This is three time Dirt Car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. <laughs>
3: and this is Horsepower Happenings.
1: Good evening, race fans. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful January Monday evening. What a loaded show we have tonight. We'll be talking with the guy who's got a new ride. Max Stambaugh is in the wings. We'll also honor some Michigan Auto Racing fan club folks. That's coming up a little bit later on in the show, and uh, we got a whole lot of news to get into, so let's start with that. It is time to take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. For the first time in series history, the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour opens the season in South Carolina where they first ever visit to Dillon Motor Speedway. Now you, say, you may say to yourself, but Zach, they were supposed to open in South Carolina. Yes, they were. It was going to be at Rockingham. That decision comes after that opener was postponed. Cars Late Model Stock Tour will open the season on March 6th. Ridgefield, Connecticut's Anthony Alfredo is set to replace John Hunter Nemechek at Front Row Motorsports in 2021, the coolest nickname in all of auto racing. Mr. Fast Pasta has got a ride. The 21-year-old will make his Cup Series debut at the Daytona 500, embarking on his rookie season at the Cup level. And finally, the Talladega Short Track played home to the annual Ice Bowl on Sunday. Michael Page got the win, marking his fifth straight win in that specific event. Those things and much more happening tonight. Good evening. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins us in the socially distanced horsepower happening studio. Good evening, Rich. How's it going on a Monday?
2: Uh it's good. Ready for a nice long week. I think this is a seven-day work week for me coming up.
1: Man, that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not used to,
2: I'm not used to that. But uh,
1: we'll talk about yeah, that. We'll, we'll talk about we'll that, into that, a, little
2: that in bit. a little bit, but uh Zach, before we get rolling, um <laughs> we gotta get into this. Uh another NASCAR driver found themselves in a little hot water this weekend uh in an online racing event broadcast this weekend on twitch this time zach it was of all people haley deegan uh deegan apparently used the r word a uh, slang reference to someone who may have a mental disability during her event um her statement reads earlier tonight i used an insensitive word during an online race being broadcast on twitch it was an inappropriate slang and stupid thing to do. I apologize to everyone who was offended by it. There is no, no excuse for it. And I know I have to do better for my sponsors and my fans. No word yet, Zach, from NASCAR on any potential punishment, but Zach, I just don't get it, man. I don't get it.
1: Well, NASCAR did announce late today that they are going to make Haley go to uh, sensitivity training, just like uh, they did with Kyle before they ultimately give him the can. Um, and here's the thing. Mo- many people in our industry, in the racing industry, are going to say that this is ridiculous. NASCAR is overreaching. Uh, that, that it's, you know, that that word is, is, you know, not offensive. Here's the thing. It is. Uh, and society says it is. And Haley Deegan's a public figure, and she has to watch what she says. And here's the f- part that I find ironic, Rich. She had avoided this light for a long time. That was her first ever Twitch broadcast of iRacing, and she already mucked it up. Uh, you just you got to learn from other people's mistakes, and and I get it, right? I, I as we sit here, I sit behind my iRacing setup while we do this. The game overtakes you. You forget sometimes what you're doing. You open that microphone and you just say something. But when you're Haley Deegan and you've got NASCAR, Ford Performance, uh, Monster Energy all watching what you're doing and all spending a lot of money on your behalf, you probably really need to think about what you say before you open that microphone. Zach, this is the obvious reason why we need to go back
2: racing full-time yes. with fans at every racetrack throughout the country. This wasn't happening before the pandemic. You, you, Nobody got in trouble on iRacing because nobody was paying attention to iRacing whatsoever. So um, I, it, it's just unfortunate. You know, Kyle Larson learned the hard way. Um, it sounds like Haley Deegan's probably going to get off a little easy unless there's some more pressure put on NASCAR. We'll have to see over the next, uh, next week or two. But, uh, th- these drivers got to get straightened out or stay off the iRacing. That's, that's just my opinion. If you can't, if you can't control what you're going to say, um, <laughs> it-, it may cost you your career one of these days.
1: Well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, if we think back to what Kyle Larson said, which in my, uh, in my opinion, it's my opinion. What Kyle Larson said was much worse than what Haley Deegan said, Ford Performance, one of her main sponsors and and really the, the organization that's helping propel Haley Deegan's career, issued the following statement today saying, quote, we are aware of this inappropriate comment. Haley immediately acknowledged this mistake, has apologized and promised to be much more thoughtful in the future, end quote. So it sounds like Ford Performance is giving her a little grace in this situation Uh, but we'll definitely have to uh, watch as this unfolds. By the way, Deegan's scheduled to compete full-time in the NASCAR Truck Series this season with David Gilliland Racing. Um, So uh, hopefully, uh, I'm with you, Rich. Hopefully she didn't just spiral things out of control by by one one little mistake.
2: And I just don't, Zach, just to close up on this, I don't want it to get to a point where we're now grading words on what are acceptable and what aren't um either it's acceptable or it's not and both of these were obviously not
1: absolutely well uh we we talked about you having a seven day work week and and the reason why is probably because you've been seeing some flow racing free previews on your facebook page of a major event going on out west
2: yep zach uh, this weekend uh, was the first big dirt late model event of 2021 and it got underway out in the desert at fk rod ends arizona speedway Saturday night was uh, race number one of six for the 15th annual Wild West Shootout miniseries. And uh, on Saturday night, Zach, it was all Superman. After posting fast time and collecting a a win in his heat race, Jonathan Davenport left no doubt in dominating the 40 lap feature event and collecting a $5,000 winner's check. By winning on opening night, J.D. would now be the only driver eligible to collect the Kaiser Manufacturing $250,000 bonus for winning all six feature events. Uh, But, Zach, on night two, Ricky Thornton Jr. would make sure Davenport would not have the chance to collect on that bonus. As he ran down Superman and pulled away for the win, Brian Shirley, who set fast time earlier in the day, uh, jumped out to the early lead. A lap six caution was all that Davenport needed to get rid of Shirley from the front of the field. And uh, Thornton was along for the ride as well. Davenport looked uh, to be on his way for the win until lap traffic slowed the former Lucas Oil uh, Late Model Dirt Series champion, allowing Thornton to power by off turn four. Thornton survived a late race caution and went on to win by over a second, following a day off uh, today and then a practice day tomorrow. Everything gets back underway on Wednesday for night number three with another $5,000 on the line. And then, Zach, uh, after another day off on Thursday, they'll be back for three consecutive events, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Zach, the first five events all pay five thousand to win, but Zach,
1: on night six on Sunday, they'll go fifty laps for a cool twenty-five thousand dollars. And uh, are we gonna are we gonna get any coverage from that event? Well, Zach, yes, you are. <laughs> so, uh, yep, I am. Uh, I have a flight on Friday
2: morning out to Phoenix, and I'll be covering all three events for next weekend for Horsepower Happening. So, uh, next week on the show, and we'll probably have to catch up with. Uh, our friend of the show, Rusty Schlenk is out there has not had a good first two nights to be honest with you. Uh, best part of his night has been qualifying both nights. Um, and then just had finished third in both heat races, not bad. And then, um, you know, first on night one, he, uh, got put up in the wall on the front stretch uh, ending his night. And then last night it was a, it was a flat tire. So, uh, you know, he's looking to do better things. Uh, maybe I'll catch up with him, get a, get a kind of little word with him and what's going on out there and how, if he's having fun and, and see who else we can wrangle up. Maybe the winner of the $25,000 feature event on Sunday.
1: Keeping it a little bit more local, the Great Lakes Super Sprints released their 2021 schedule of events on, uh, I believe it was Friday morning or late Thursday night. 28 dates are currently listed on the schedule. However, Rich, there are quite a few of the uh, location TBA, which is I've not been able to find on my Google maps at all, um, but uh, we keep them in the calendar nonetheless. The 2021 schedule will kick off on Friday, April 16th at I 96 Speedway. That one we already knew. Then they have a doubleheader weekend scheduled for uh, the TBA location, Friday, April 23rd, and Saturday, April 24th. Then we're back at it on May Day, May 1st, on Saturday, again going back to t- the uh, TBA location. Friday and Saturday, May 7th and 8th, this is the big one. This is where we team up the Great Lake Super Sprints and the Lucas Oil American Sprint Car Series back at I-96 Speedway. Then we see a new date we haven't seen yet, Friday, May 21st at Tri-City. Sunday, May 23rd, going to the TBA again. Hartford Motor Speedway, their first date is Friday, May 28th. That's a doubleheader weekend with Crystal Motor Speedway on Saturday, the 29th. Then we get into June. Friday, back to I-96. Saturday, part of a doubleheader weekend, June 4th and 5th at Butler. The uh, TBA location gets a doubleheader weekend on June 11th and 12th. Then we put a string of really good races together through the month of July. We're talking uh, six races in July alone, and that is... Uh, Three doubleheader weekends, Rich, so uh, going to be a lot of fun in July at tracks, including I-96, Crystal, Hartford, Merritt, and then closing out the month at Fremont Speedway. Then we get into August, Tri-City, Hartford, Thunderbird, TBA closes out the month. Then we go I-96, and then Tri-City, Merritt Speedway will host the championships as part of a doubleheader weekend Friday, September 10th at Tri-City, and Saturday, September 11th at Merritt Speedway will crown a champion for the Great Lakes Super Sprints and Great Lakes Traditional Sprints.
2: Well, one thing I am noticing about this schedule, Zach, if for some reason you can't make an event at I-96 early in the year,
1: <laughs> don't worry
2: about it. You have many, many opportunities to get to I-96 Speedway and watch the Great Lakes Super Sprints.
1: I will tell you I'm excited to see what this TBA uh, is all about because there are some doubleheader weekends that have TBA listed on them. Where do we go? Uh, where Where do these end up? I, I don't know, but it should be good. Uh, looking forward to seeing some more details about this you usually
2: see one or two of these on a schedule, but this is an awfully large schedule. Um, Quite a few left on here. So uh, you got a general idea of what's going on. Obviously, um, you know, they'll, uh, the staff at the the Great Lakes family of sprint cars are gonna get this filled up. And and I imagine um, maybe by the end of February, beginning of March, they'll have the rest of these all filled out uh, so everybody can plan their summer.
1: Man, the pavement world was all drooly and googly-eyed yesterday, weren't they, man? Talk to me about this Outlaw Super Late Model thing.
2: Well, Zach, uh, finish line fabricating uh, FLF race cars uh, made some noise on Sunday after they released a new uh, bolt-on look for the front of Outlaw Super Late Models. Uh, The sleek design caught the eye of Outlaw Super Late Model fans across the country. The design comes uh, from the world of uh, Doug True, and, and True Performance and Fabrication, according to a post on the FLF page, True and FLF have been working uh, on the nose design for over a year. The post says the nose piece will save teams roughly a day of building, and the nose is easily adjustable for different series. Uh, the piece will be available for purchase around the end of February. Um Zach, did you take a look at this piece uh, that they had shown?
1: I sure did, and as the, uh, as the what do I want to call myself, novice Outlaw Super Late Model fan, I like it. I think it looks very cool. It's uh, very sleek. It looks very aerodynamically friendly, um, and, and I like the fact that it, it gives the team some ease of use. It says in there that it's easily adjustable. They, they uh, reference the Wheelman series specifically, which runs a little bit narrower nose. Uh, but Rich, you and I talked off the air. You've got con- you've got some concerns about this piece. Well, it,
2: it it when you look at the piece on the front, you can't tell if it's a Chevy, Ford. I mean, it's just a flat. It's it, 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 it's it's a piece of plastic. You put it together, and it has no contour to it. It look. I guess I have to say it looks awfully like a just a wedge piece to extend the metal uh, down down to the front valence um in the past if you were racing it in the arca gold cup series toledo or flat rock speedway uh you would not be able to run that nose the way it is i've seen them tell guys that have a wedge nose no you can't run that here i am not an official so right it's i i've not talked to them so i don't know if they've gotten with them because they are a very popular outlaw Late model track, uh, if they're going to approve that, I haven't seen anything about it. I haven't seen any posts on the Flat Rock Speedway or Toledo Speedway website uh, approving it, so I don't know how that's going to go. That's my only concern.
1: My question to you, Rich, as the uh, as the as the uh, you know on call Outlaw Super Late Model guy, is I look at pictures of this new nose, and we, we'll post some of these on the uh, Horsepower Happenings Facebook page this week. I look at pictures of this new nose that they have released, and then I look at pictures of an Outlaw Super Late Model that is running at Kalamazoo Speedway, for example, and all I see is just a little bit more ruggedness, uh, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, the supports are doing something different, the opening for the radiator is a little bit different. But to me, the wedge is the wedge that's on an Outlaw Super Late Model car. What What is the major difference that you see here? Uh, well... It doesn't have a, most of the, like for at Flat Rock and Toledo, yeah, it, it
2: almost looks like a dirt nose where it slopes down, but you can tell that it has some shape to it where the, where the headlights go. It's rounded. Um, these are pretty straight and, and I'm not a, I, I've not went through the Kalamazoo Speedway rule book, but they've always been a little more liberal with their noses out there than they have on this side of the state. So I guess we'll just have to see. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it, it's a sharp piece, uh, but that's one of those things, you know, Zach, we've always been talking about, Oh, can we get everybody on the outlaws on the same tire uh, to try to group, you know, get a, get a set of rules for these outlaw late models. And nobody's been able to do that from nose to tail, including the tires uh, and the nose yet. So we'll have this, some of this is going to have to be a wait and see, but, uh, But it's got it's got my interest peak for sure.
1: I'm not seeing any comments from anybody, uh, racers or fans on the FLF race cars and finish line fabricating page that shows any concern. But uh, then again, uh, you know, how many of these people are associated with Flat Rock or Toledo? Where uh you know again, it's kind of like you get to the middle of the state you get to you get to i seventy five and u s one twenty seven and those those roles start to kind of roll over they start to change a little bit so um yeah, I'm with you, I'll be interested to see where we get to see this nose piece as it comes out in february
2: and just to let you know doug true is he's pretty a typical a regular runner at the kalamazoo Speedway. so if if that helps and all, I don't think he I don't know that he has uh in my knowledge or if at all ever been over to Flat Rock Speedway to run over there. So I don't know. But, well, you know, it's a nice little piece they got put out. They Obviously, they put some effort into it. Uh, It looks sharp. So we'll have to see how that goes.
1: Man, we're, we're having a night of schedule releases tonight all of a sudden. Right before we uh, wrapped up, going before we went on the air, Whittemore Speedway released their official schedule for 2021. Their opening night is slated for May 29th. Remember, they're up north, so they have to wait for uh, the the 18 inches of snow to go away before they can open their raceway. Uh, they'll have plenty of practice dates starting with May 8th, leading up to the opening night on May 29th. Uh, then a couple of shows that uh, we're taking a look at here. The Gene Ott Memorial Race will be on August 7th. Then they have championship night scheduled for August 28th and September 4th. Then the Whittemore Speedway Invitational on September 17th. Uh, Rich, did I miss anything? Yes, the Bring Out the Big Gun 60-lap modified race and the Growler 100 on August 21st. So some highlights there from Whittemore.
2: Yeah, I don't know what, uh, you know, up at Whittemore, I've, I've been up there once, and uh, I went up there once for a Growler 100. I don't know what they feel are their best shows up there, but I know from down south Michigan, uh, the Bring Out the Big Guns, the 60 Lap moderation and the Growler 100, uh, That that's a can't miss for us down here.
1: We'll put it down the Horsepower Happenings calendar. Sound, sound like a plan? <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> You've got more schedule news for us.
2: Yeah, and uh, sprints on dirt. Uh, Zach also announced some key dates for 2021. Not uh, they're just trying to get things rolling after the last couple of years under uh, new management this season. The Bob Garrett and Denny Donaldson Run 410 Series officially announced dates at Butler Crystal and I 96, along with Hartford. Uh, April 24th uh, will be their season opener at Crystal. Uh, Also listed as a May 22nd date at Butler and an August 7th date at Butler, along with their season championship uh, September 4th uh, at Butler. June 18th, they slide in I-96. Of course they did, I-96, like they don't have enough sprint cars already. (laughs) And uh, and September 3rd, uh, the night before the championship, they will be at Hartford. So um, that's a nice little start, a little six-race schedule going on there. I imagine they'll add a few more maybe get up to maybe 10 or 11 and
1: And here's and the here's the thing Throw for, it out a little bit. Here's my opinion on this, Rich, as the as the resident dirt guy, right? You're the resident payment guy and the resident dirt guy. If they if if sprints on dirt just left that right where it is. I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh you you're coming you're taking over a series that has been nothing. They I'm going to be critical here. Sprints on dirt has been non-existent for two years um i don't think starting off with a six race schedule to get your feet wet and just make sure that you're you're good to go is a bad thing i know that they said in their post that they're hoping to get some more dates finalized before the season starts but rich your opinion uh you can weigh in here my opinion is if they leave it at six races that's fine they're only missing the month of july uh late model teams do that all the time because of the hell tour so what are you missing not much um Man, you've got a date in every other month of the race season. Let's just get your feet wet, wet, and make sure you're good to go.
2: Yeah, you know, Zach. Uh, especially with what Sprints on Dirt has been has gone through, that series has gone through. Um, it, that's probably a good idea for them to get this back under their feet with with a schedule like that. That wouldn't be too bad, you know. Um, you know, recently we had Brian Nestor on the show who is starting. You know, th- they they were trying to get you know the Midwest Modifieds Tour rolling last year that didn't work you know they they got one race in at winchester last year and he when we talked to him he said oh i'd like to get you know eight eight races maybe 10 races in um i think he's going to end up a little more than that this year but that's what he was shooting for he wasn't trying to go big right out of the gate they wanted to kind of walk this thing in and maybe that's what uh you know i don't think that would be a bad thing for sprints on dirt uh, to do either, to be honest with you.
1: Obviously, Bob Garrett, currently promoter of Butler Motor Speedway, the only track in the state that, well, we can't say that anymore. Formerly, the only track in the state that runs sprint cars on a weekly, regular basis. Now, I 96 has pretty much put their name in the hat. <laughs> to have sprint cars on a weekly basis at Michigan. And then, of course, Denny Donaldson, Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame sprint car driver, did a lot behind the wheel as a driver. He's had his name attached to Butler for a long time as well. So these guys are familiar with sod. They're familiar with what Sprints on Dirt used to be and the glory that they used to be. Denny Donaldson, a champion of that series. Um, You know, I, I hope that things go well. And I think, like I said, if they leave it at six races, I don't think anybody will be disappointed. It's a good start. Nope. And, and there may be some other tracks that
2: are interested, but maybe want to see how it goes in 2021 uh, to make sure they have everything in order and see what kind of reviews they get in there in their first year of putting this, putting this deal together. Uh, And then they, you know, that that's the biggest thing is what do people think about what you're doing it doesn't matter if you like it. It, it it's what the fans like and what the drivers like that that's what matters
1: you can find out more sod sprints on dirt is the new facebook page sod sprints on dirt and you can keep up with what they've got going on right there on facebook Well, Rich, uh, while we're talking about sprint cars, let's talk about one of the guys that made major headlines last week, thanks to uh, (coughs) yours truly, Um, (laughs) Horsepower Happenings, breaking the news that this guy's got a new ride. Let us know who we're talking to.
2: Well, Zach, we've had this gentleman on the show before. Uh, Like you said, he released a little bit of news last week, so we thought we'd get him back on to explain everything. Makes his home in Elida, Ohio. Uh, Max Stambaugh, welcome back to Horsepower Happenings.
0: Hey, guys. uh, Glad to be here.
2: Now, Max, we thought it was going to be a quiet winter, and we'd probably just see you at the track this spring. Um, but last week, uh, you confirmed you're making a move from the 97 of Joe and Diane ceiling uh, car to the Nefco SR Racing number 5S, owned by Steve Harding, uh, the car formerly driven by Chad Blonde. Uh Tell us what the heck happened and how this came about, because this is some pretty big news.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, obviously, I've been with the '97 uh, car for the last year and a half, and uh, you know, we've we've had some good runs together and, and had good speed. Um, Steve kind of got a hold of me. We actually uh, started talking a little bit, and you know, I didn't know if anything would happen, and and sometimes you just never know with the racing world. Well, um, you know, Chad hung up the helmet, and then uh, you know, Ryan filled in some shows, and. Um, I actually got to drive Ryan's car there a couple times. So I uh, didn't know what was going to go into happening this off season. Um, and, uh, the offer was put on the table and I just didn't think I could pass it down.
1: You know, it's funny. You mentioned Ryan rule because I sent you both the, I don't know if you know this. I sent you both the exact same message. Only I changed the car owner. I said, Hey, I hear that you're going to Smith Motorsports, and that so-and-so is going to, uh, to drive the five car. And then I reversed that and sent it to the other driver. Uh, you guys both had everybody wondering what the heck was going to go on this off season when you basically swapped rides where people thought you would be, uh, you know, cause some people had kind of heard that you might be talking to Steve and then all of a sudden Ryan's ends up in the car and you end up in that Smith Motorsports ride. Uh, that was, that was pretty interesting. And then things kind of revert back to, to that plan of you, you driving for Steve. Um, and, and as you said, this plan had been coming together for a while. You just needed some things to fall in place.
0: Yeah, you know, me and Ryan are, you know, I don't know if people know, but we're actually really good buddies. So um, me and him talk quite a bit. And um, when I when he I knew he was in the five car, you know, I called him right away because I didn't want, you know, things like that happening where if I went and drove that car, um, you know, some people get upset with that stuff, which I completely understand that. So Mm -hmm. I think I was just kind of a um, fill in guy for the weekend. And uh, we made the best of it. You know, Steve Smith has some awesome stuff. And, uh, you know, we got a dash win and, and ran seventh with the all-stars. So we had a lot of fun together, but, uh, at the end of the weekend, I knew that, um, you know, Ryan would be back in that race car.
2: So what is this going to do? Uh, you know, now your schedule is, is obviously probably going to change a little bit, um, with this move. What, how is that going to affect you? A good way, a bad way, more time on the road, more at home?
0: Uh, I think it will be a good thing. Um. You know i did the all-star deal in 2017 and and um with these guys we're looking at starting at east bay in florida and for the winter nationals and then uh you know bounce around between nra uh glss some side shows and uh some 410 fast stuff all stars you know we're just we're just gonna race um that's that's a good thing about me is i like to go wherever whenever type situation and i think they're on the same page
1: this is an organization, Sean Robinson's a part of this as well. No stranger to the sprint car racing world. And then of course, Steve, uh, you know, has, has had Nefco on the side of sprint cars for quite some time. What is your confidence level getting behind the wheel of this? Uh, do you, do you feel like you're going to have any issues getting out there and competing for wins?
0: I, I don't think so. Um, I'm pretty confident in these guys. Um, they obviously won with Chad, you know, uh, um, like the home pro ride, for example, you know, I kind of went into that and that was kind of a fresh deal and I think, uh, When I got there, that deal wasn't very, like I say, they weren't successful, but they weren't uh, contenders, and we won a couple of races with them. And and, uh, these guys already kind of know what they're doing, and uh, Sean's pretty sharp, and uh, Steve is, too. So with Chad driving the car, obviously, uh, Chad's obviously very, very smart, and um, I'm going to use him a little bit to lean on, and, and I think we should be pretty fast out of the gate.
1: What sort of things do you think you can learn from him? You know, he he is, in my book, uh, obviously a, a future Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame driver. But uh, same sort of thing, right? He raced locally a lot. He did some national stuff. He, he kind of has a similar resume to what you're building. Um, what sort of things do you think you can learn from him?
0: Uh, well, we're both truck drivers too. So that's hey, there you go. <laughs> uh no i you know if if you go back and watch videos of chad blonde racing um i really started obviously going back and watching him when i took the ride but you want to talk about 100 percent every night that was something he uh was definitely on the pedals so i think we're kind of similar on that you know i think we kind of drive the same somewhat and um driving tips setup tips i'm i'm all for it i think he'll be a big part of this deal
2: now max i'm i'm guessing that uh Obviously, you had a great relationship with Joe and Diane, but this was this sounds like it was just an opportunity for you to uh, basically advance your career and, and kind of move up a little bit. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, you know, leaving leaving a deal is very tough. Like I said, me like you guys just said, Joe and Diane were uh, very good to me. I you know, racing's tough, and um, I just thought that this deal would be better. You know, at the end of the day when you can go drive somebody's race car and, and you just got to show up and drive and, and that's your job, I, I think it you know it makes more sense.
1: You know, I think the dream of race car drivers is to show up on race day with a gear bag and, and go, okay, what, when's hot laps? When are we practicing? Um, and, and here's the other thing, too, that I think maybe people won't realize is for the last couple of years, Max, you have raced four wins. That has been your goal. Go out there, win the race, go home, do it again. There's been some conversation with SR Racing about winning a championship, whether that's NRA, whether that's the Great Lakes Super Sprints. Um, We we know from that story you're going to run 360s this year. Has it been confirmed you're going to go out and chase a championship in 2021?
0: Uh, You know, not yet. Um, I wouldn't say. I guess we probably will run points in, in a division. We don't know which one yet. I think we're actually this weekend, we're going to watch the Chili Bowl and and work on race cars. And I think we're going to kind of figure out what we're doing. Um, I would say we're going to run points in something, though, you know, whether it's 360, 410s, I think that's kind of their goal, which which I'm okay with that. So figure out what we're doing and uh, get a game plan and hopefully get a jump at it.
1: You told me last week when we talked on the phone, the last time you actively ran for points was the All-Star Circuit of Champions where you collected Rookie of the Year honors. And uh, I think you only missed like four shows that entire season. Um, what is the difference for you when when we talk about racing for points or racing for wins? Is there much difference for you as a driver or do you still go out there and just give it your all?
0: Uh, I mean, you give it. You try to give it your all every night. But uh, when it comes down to crunch time at the end of the year and you're in the points, you know, For example, on the All-Stars, I was, you know, fifth in points, and we were really close to fourth, and we we actually snagged fourth at the end of the year, and um, just by finishing races and being consistent, which is a goal that I've always had is, you know, you're not going to win every race, but uh, if you can be in the top five, you know, your cars are going to fall, the redraw is going to fall, stuff's got to go your way eventually, so I guess that would be my goal this year, like I said, you know, was, you know, I want to be a consistent car, but, you know, I want to win races, but if I'm in the hunt every night, uh, I think I'm doing my job
2: max you brought up uh, running both 360 and 410s do you have a preference do you like one or the other and if so why
0: um, I'd say 410s obviously uh, the speed you know the uh, you can, you can't beat a wing 410 car um, you know running a foot off the wall at Eldora or just right on the wall is is something that uh, you you can never you can never imagine um, 360 racing right now is in a good spot though with what uh, Barry Marlowe does and uh, the NRA, I mean, you can travel three three hours from your house and run for the same purse as 410. So um, you, you got to go to them races because at the end of the day, it's about the money.
1: Here's one other thing that that I wanted to bring up to you is uh, since as long as I've known you and as long as I've followed your career, one thing that we always seem to talk about is um, you know, longevity of a race team and, and knowing what your future is with a race team and how that kind of helps you go out there and perform uh the way i understand it from talking with steve is that you know you know give it give it a couple of months to just make sure but it sounds like you guys want this to be a multi-year thing where you can really build some good groundwork a good foundation and just go out there and set the world on fire
0: right yeah and 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 one thing i gotta say about them guys is you know they stayed with chad blonde for a long time and and they haven't had a lot of guys in the car so um yeah, you know, if everything works out, that is the goal. You know, I, I am looking for a long-term situation. Um, as, you know, as long as I don't got to keep uh, asking my dad to uh, help me out in the racing world, it's, <laughs> it's a good deal. You know, we still got our own cars, but uh, like I said, it's it's just so uh, racing's so expensive. So if any any ride you can get, you got to take. You know, the full full way out.
2: So I'm guessing you're going to write down this year for next year that Chad Blonde is on your Christmas card list for next year for deciding to get out of that seat and kind of hang it up.
0: Yeah. You know, I I would say he'd probably be on that, but uh, you got to give him a lot of respect for um, saying, Hey, you know, I'm uh, I'm ready to be done. There's, there's a lot of guys out there in my opinion, that should be done. But uh, sure. well, I don't want to go to that, you know, but uh, I think Chad hung it up at the right, right time and uh, he's got a lot of respect and, and I think he respects himself. I think he's got another life now a little bit. So you get tied into racing every weekend and uh, that, that is your life.
1: What sort of pressure do you feel taking that, that seat over from him? Uh, you know, obviously in, in lower Michigan, a, a legend, uh, y- if you show up, you roll up to Butler motor speedway and that Nefco five car, man, they are going to be watching you like a Hawk to see what you do. And, and, and that goes for Hartford, you know, that gets, that's going to go for I 96. It's going to go for Plymouth. Um, are you feeling any pressure to, to take this car over?
0: Uh, I mean, a little bit, but, uh. I, I like the pressure. You know, I, I like the excitement. I like what it brings. Um, the opportunity itself is, is a great thing for me. So I think I'm more excited than uh, the pressure side. You know, I'm just excited to get things going with these guys. And, and you can really tell that, uh, you know, they, they want to do this. So that's a good feeling for me is, you know, the the side of they want to race and they want to win races.
1: I think it's awesome that you're going to start things off down at East Bay, uh, kind of go down there and and start with a bang. Um, How's your track record at East Bay? Are you excited to go down there?
0: Yeah, you know, I've had some success there. Actually, Terry Bushy's car, the 16B car, um, we went down there and I've had some good top 10s with him. Uh, You know, we were locked in the king of 360s the last night there. Man, that's been two years ago now, and I usually get around there okay, so. What, what a good first race to go down and run them with the best 360s around.
1: Absolutely. Well, I know that uh, I'm excited to watch what you got going on. The uh, Great Lakes Super Sprints have just released their schedule at the tail end of last week. So uh, I tell you what, you're going to have to give me a call once you and Steve and Sean sit down uh, over a couple of brewskis in the Chili Bowl this weekend. And let me know if I'm going to see you on a weekly basis. Yeah,
0: yeah, I absolutely will.
1: All right, man. Max Stambaugh, thanks so much for joining us tonight. And uh, congratulations on the new ride, man. We'll look forward to seeing you soon.
0: Hey, uh, thanks for having me, and uh, hope to see you guys in
1: 2021. Okay, now, let's move on. We we just got done talking about dirt sprint cars. We're going to talk about racing in general with Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. I want to talk about dirt late models. Kyle Keish, can I get an amen? We are moving on to dirt late models uh, with the HPH Best Driver Challenge presented by Domination Race Cars, and the first... Round is up tonight. Rich France, Devin Shields, David Melky squaring off in round one. North versus South. Uh, two-time Merit Speedway track champion. Attica, uh, Oakshade late model champion in 2020. Devin Shields, David Melky, What a first opening round.
2: And they get better than that after that, don't they? No backup? kidding. We, we, we kind of we got a peek uh, of, of what the brackets look like and they don't get any easier after this. Uh, this is going to be fun. Um, you're not going to make me pick this one,
1: are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, because oh, I <laughs> I don't want to have to pick. So let, let's take a look at this. Let's. I'm going to give you an inside scoop. Shh, don't tell anybody, okay? This is a secret between Horsepower Happenings listeners and Rich France and me. David Melky, Devin Shields, Brandon Thurlby, Rich Bell, Chad Finley, Logan Nickerson, this one, Jeep Van Warmer, Brian Ruhlman going to go head-to-head in, in their opening round. Uh, and then we'll come back around. Travis Stemmler will take on the winner of tonight. Eric Spangler will take on the winner of Brandon Thoroughby, Rich Bell. Dona Coolier will take on either Chad Finley or Logan Nickerson. And Rusty Schlenk will take on either Jeep Van Warmer and Brian Ruhlman. This is going to be a very interesting driver challenge to watch because we're talking about the span of 10 years here. And uh, man, when we were putting this thing together, our committee had some very, we were, we were in session for like an hour trying to figure out who belonged in based on this 10 year uh, timeline. And really you're talking about Brian Roman, Jeep Van Warmer, all the way down to Logan Nickerson, Brandon Thoroughby, Rich Bell, all these guys talented and uh, man, w- what a, what a bracket.
2: And, and really we probably, we probably should have had 16 in there, Zach, because oh, man. we had a Because we had a few, I mean, some guys can't make it, you know, you can't have everybody in it. And, you know, we had a, you know, basically our internal board table and we all had (laughs) votes on how it worked out and, and not everybody could make it. Um, yeah, you're right. Everybody had their opinion. You know, a lot of, some of us older guys like me, you know, had some of the older guys that hall of famers that thought should be in the list. They haven't done a whole lot in recent years. So you kind of had to balance that out, and um, so we have some experience in there, and we have have some youngsters in there. So I think it turned out real well.
1: We're talking about a Great Lakes region of late model drivers who are very talented, and there were some talented drivers left off the list. There are some talented drivers in this list uh, who maybe some feel haven't proven themselves yet, but they have uh, they have won some big races and for our committee that propelled them into the, into the show.
2: Yeah. That was one of the things. Yeah. I mean, if you hadn't won anything, you, you weren't going to make this, that's for sure. You know, every, everybody that is in this uh, HPH best driver challenge for the dirt late models, everybody has won races, every, every single one of them uh, from top to bottom. So we feel comfortable about that. We'll just have to let the fans have some fun and uh, we've set the table let them serve
1: the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some fun with that. Our thanks to Rusty Schlenk and Domination Race Cars. No, no, it doesn't guarantee him a win. Um, we just, we'll take his money and let him lose. We don't care. We'll take his money and let him win too. We don't care. Uh, you, the fans, make that decision. React to the post on who you think is the best driver in the Great Lakes region. David Melkey, Devin Shields, uh, Shields, squaring off tonight. Horsepower happenings on Facebook is the only place to find that challenge. And what do they win? bragging rights and a chance to be on the show. <laughs> That's all we can offer. <laughs> and th- and this time of the year, we need guests
2: like crazy. So uh, right. let's let's see how this one works out. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. Every, every challenge we've done so far, Zach, has worked out real well. The fans got involved. Uh, like you said, they've been begging for dirt. Well, here's their chance to so let them show their support uh, for our dirt late model guys here in the Great Lakes region.
1: Well, we're really looking forward to that, and maybe, Rich, we can honor the HPH Best Driver Challenge winner at a Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club banquet. (laughs) Wouldn't that be cool? Well, that would would be awesome. Uh, Speaking of the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, Rich, uh, let's go ahead and get the first of three installments of this uh, really cool opportunity underway. Let us know who we have with us tonight.
2: Yeah. uh, You know, Zach, I've I've been fortunate to know this gentleman, gosh, almost 30 years now I've known him. I first met him... uh, in his photographer days at Flat Rock Speedway with uh, WBBS Photos, it's great to have him on the program. Glad we could do something for the fan club this year. Uh, he is the president of the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. Wild Bill, Bill Barnhart, welcome to Horsepower Happenings.
4: Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me there,
2: uh, Bill. Before we get into what we have going on together and what we've worked out, um, and for our listeners that don't, you know, that don't know, give us a little background on the fan club, some of the things you guys do. Uh, as part of our Michigan Motorsports community.
4: Well, uh, guys, uh, it all started back in 1965, September 25th to be exact. Uh, our founding fathers all kind of got together. Uh, um, Vito Lo Piccolo, Barbara Vito, Vito and Barbara Piccolo, Willis and Marion Foxtra, and uh, Bob and Norma Lewis were the founding fathers of our, our club, and they all got together one time uh, back in 65. In and decided that uh, hey you know we should make some kind of a fan club type thing you know here for just people in Michigan well lo and behold uh, uh, about six seven months later they all got together and on that particular date and decided to put it together and they instituted the the bylaws and what what it would be like to, uh, how to join the club and what have you and uh, they uh, instituted all, all of that they incorporated it and uh, put uh, the paperwork together and sent it into Lansing and got their nonprofit organization uh, uh, sheet and they were off and running. And shortly after that, they had uh, original, um, like they called um, charter members and lifetime members. The first, uh, I think the first uh, 50 people who joined become lifetime members. And then after that, and it started off as, uh, you know, uh, relatively like five, five and uh, $10 for membership, $5 for a single person, $10 for a, a couple. And then, uh, after about, uh, five or six years, they had well over a thousand members.
1: Wow. That, that's wow. amazing. Back
4: in the late, back in the late sixties and early seventies, when racing was at its peak. And, and at one point, uh, the records that I've looked up and what have you like that at one time, we were just well over, just a slightly over 1500 members.
1: That's amazing. And
4: that included a, quite a few in Canada and the tri-state area. And, how, uh, how many
1: do we have now, Bill?
4: Uh, now we're we're lacking a little bit this uh, the last two years because a lot of our older people are getting older and they're, you know, not with us anymore and we're trying to get the newer younger crowd in but uh, social uh, technology is hampering us like it does racing individually but we're, we're just a uh, over about seven hundred fifty this year.
1: I guess let's right t- let's take advantage of this platform that you know. W- I think a lot of people would say is geared toward that younger racing population. I mean, myself, twenty six years old, and mm-hmm. um, what I- what is the benefit of being a Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club member? Well, I mean, I know you guys do some stuff at at member tracks, and and I guess break that down for me a little bit. Why why should I be a member of the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club?
4: Well. W- being a member of the club has has a lot a lot of uh, pluses in it uh we're we're associated with so many different great racetracks that uh allows us uh uh, to have events at their facilities each month we have uh during the off season between october and april we have monthly meetings and we usually have drivers and um, uh, mechanics and sponsors and track promoters come in and talk at our meetings and uh you know, it's, it's relatively neat for uh, the fans to get one-on-one with these people up front uh, away from the racetrack. In December, we have an annual children's Christmas party where the kids come in and get a chance to have lunch with Santa Claus, and they get gifts from Santa Claus. They get a chance to win door prizes. They get their picture taken. And uh, in the past, we've had, in July, we've had uh, marfac picnics out at Stony Creek Metro Park. And... Uh, you know, those are some of the benefits you would reap each each month. You get a monthly newsletter. You get it emailed to you or a hard copy in the snail mail is what we call it uh, <laughs> as part of it. Uh, also, with our membership tracks, um, being that they they are part of our organization. Like I said, we have 18 different tracks and um, in, in racing series that are part of our organization. Those promoters have given us uh, the opportunity. They've donated the, the, their time as letting us come in as members of the, of the fan club uh, on a specific date that we put in during the year on a on a Saturday or Friday night or even a Sunday afternoon, depending on which track we're at. That you get a, you show your membership card, you get in access to the racetrack for free that day. Wow! And you know that that's a plus. That's that's above and beyond being a member of it. But you're supporting the auto racing community by being a member of the club. We do a lot of other things as long We have an injured drivers fund, a benevolent fund that we have mm. that helps racers and injured people that've been injured at the tracks. You know, we help. Uh, we have uh, other benefits that we have. We have a bowling tournament that we normally put out in, in March uh, to help raise funds for that. Um, we're, we're pretty self-contained, and we're the only track that I know of uh, out of uh, the national uh, fan club uh, base that has free access to every racing event. Other tracks, other states have buy one, get one free, get $2 off, uh, you know, that type of thing, which is, which is good and, and what have you, but we're very proud of our Michigan tracks that are part of our club.
1: Yeah, and, and so, uh, and so they're just-,
4: just put- They're awesome supporters of us for allowing us come in there and uh, to see some great, awesome racing on dirt and pavement in, in Michigan.
1: Well, and that's what I was going to say, is to put that in perspective, uh, you know, if the, if the website is correct, annual membership dues for a single person, $15, $20 for a married couple, that's a one-time thing for all year, and you could get into 18 races for, for if you, free. If you, travel
4: a lot, if you travel a lot, you can get anywhere from, you know, some 12 to 18 races. It depends on, uh, you know, how many tracks that we have, because we have tracks that some come and some go depending on, you know, their, their situation. Uh, we've had some tracks that have closed down on us and we've gained some new ones and we have a lot of racing series in our banquet in January that we normally honor a lot of the series that are associated with us too. And, and it's a, and it's a, it's a perk plus for people who are drivers. I get a lot of comments. Wow. I'm a driver. I can't get the perks of going to different tracks cause I'm committed to this track and this track on Friday and Saturday and I can't go. Well, as a driver, if you're a driver and you're a member, you win a championship at said said racetrack, whatever racetrack it is, you get your banquet tickets free on us. We ship those tickets to you and we honor you at our banquets. And then if you are a fan club member and you're at a racetrack that is not part of our organization because you are a member as a driver, we will honor you at our banquet. So there's perks of being a member, even as a driver in our organization. And like I said, the kids, you know, the family plan is $20 up through the age of 15. And when we figure by 10, the kid is 16 years old, he should be able to purchase his own membership and, and go to the racetrack on his own. So that's how we do that. We also have the newest thing is our Junior Racers uh, membership. And it's something we started a few years back. It has to do with uh, the entry-level um, Bandolero series, um, go-karts and mini wedge series. And those, uh, those kids, that uh, if they sign up and give us the information that, uh, when we have them, uh, the different tracks, give us those information to those kids, we put them on, a, on our mailing list and we send them a newsletter each month and, and uh, let them know what's going on with the club. And then at our banquet, we, get, we honor the top three in each age group of the entry level up through the age of 14 years old so that that young kid that won the championship the second kid that come in second and that third kid that never won nothing, but he was persistent and keeping on running. He's hundred to 200 points behind, never had a chance, but he finished third. He gets the opportunity to stand up in front of 400 plus people and say, thank you to grandma and grandpa or mom and dad and his sponsors. And that there's our way of helping keep those younger generations hooked into racing and say, Hey, this is cool. I want to do this again and I can do better next year. It's not bill we're you, trying to do that.
2: Yeah, you, and part of the reason, I guess, uh, I'm glad you brought up the banquet because that's really why we're here tonight and for the next few weeks. You know, I had, Zach, I had the honor of uh, emceeing the fan club banquet uh, a few years ago right after I started announcing it, and they were very nice to offer, uh, which I accepted. And it's a very popular event with your members. You get quite a crowd over there at Carlos and Warren every single year, Bill, Um you've got to be proud how a lot of the race fans and teams have put that on their calendar year after year.
4: Oh oh, yeah, we are. You know, I am, and along with the rest of the board, it's just an awesome feeling. And what's really an awesome feeling is rich, is that uh, some of the kids that I have seen driving in late models today that are in their twenties and thirties, they were at our banquets when they were driving quarter midgets and being Uh honored back 20 years ago.
1: That's that, you know that's, that's awesome,
4: and, and and that's just you know that's just part of the icing on the cake is being uh, in charge of seeing these people um, grow into their racing, um, you know, shoes and and uh, being able to, to, to continue on in racing and hopefully they uh, instill that into the next generation. Well, and obviously, with our, with our banquet, it's just uh, it's one of as as a. Uh, big perk for everybody to comments. It, it's, it's great to have that many people from different various forms of race in different tracks to come in and see you accept your honors in front of your peers. You know, that's just, I think that's the best icing on the cake that we can give out.
1: Well, and that's uh, obviously 100% true. And, you know, uh, last year was my first time attending the uh, Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club banquet. What a lot of fun it was to catch up with everybody and see everybody get honored. But unfortunately, due to the COVID-19 situation, that will not happen this year. So over the next three weeks, as we've been alluding to, right here on Horsepower Happenings, we'll take time to honor the champion's of the michigan auto racing fan club member tracks and sanctions um and we are honored to do that tonight starting with those with the uh, cra junior late model series crystal motor speedway the great lakes family of sprints and merit speedway so without further ado it's our honor to honor those michigan auto racing fan club banquet champions
3: this is katie hettinger 2020 cra victory custom trailers junior late model champion thank you to my mom Dad, Sister Grace, and Brother Keith for your support. Thank you to my crew, Bobby Marani, Steve Crispin, and Johnny Van Doren for all your hard work at the track. Finally, thank you to my sponsors, Victory Custom Trailers, Van Doren Racing Development, K1 Race Gear, PSP High Performance Racewear, Intech Trailers, Duco Performance, Turn One Steering, HD5 Graphics, and Sim Speed. Yeah, hey, this is Jared Horsman, uh, the 2020 Great Lakes Super Sprints Champion. Um, would like to give a, a big thanks to um, you know my whole crew um my, my dad dan josh um and and especially my wife and, and two daughters um, for, for dealing with this stuff and and uh going with us every week um and then uh a big thanks to all my sponsors um you know especially like uh, uh mw mw construction uh Redeck of northwest ohio uh, team and tree care uh miller construction creative edge uh cabinetry um out of the lumber company miller precision uh scott miller trucking uh troy ramp construction uh Safety brother tire uh, horse paving uh you know with, without uh and, and of course the, you know from the looks of the car the list goes on but uh without the support of all those guys uh you know we can't do this so big thanks hey this is mike beladji your 2020 great lake traditional sprint champion i'd like to thank everyone that helped me at and get to the track. My wife Anita, Don, Dave, Jim, and Jerry. My sponsors: Craig Brutan at Brutan Racing Engines, a Marine Specialist, and high acting Apparel. Here's to a great 2020 season. Hey, this is Brendan Cascad, the 2020 Great Lakes Lightning Sprint Champion. Uh, I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, Nickerson Towing, Loudon Irrigation, 45th Property and Power, Shaper's Oil, and Huds Racing Engines. Hi, this is Scott Baker, your 2020 Crystal Motor Speedway Track Champion. I just want to send a big thanks out to all my fans, um, all my great sponsors that uh, make this happen. CL Trucking and Excavating, Perks Party Stores, Ionia Skateland, A&A Manufacturing, Apex Engines, everybody that chips in and helps out, you know who you are and uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, 2020 was a tough year but luckily our tracks got to race somewhat and uh, we made the best we could out of it. Thanks everyone.
4: Hello, my name is Chad Burnett. I am the uh, 2020 on Motor Speedway IMCA Modified Champ. I want to send thanks to my wife, family, friends, and crew, and sponsors. My sponsors are Soil Water Management, Bush Pro Hardware, which finds Stewart Tucker raised chassis, main automotive, various industries, with precision performance, AC Auto Detailing, tire testing, Dairyland, excavating, certain tire and auto. Without their support, we would not be doing what we do today. Thanks. This is Kyle Hunt, and I am the Pro Stock Crystal Speedway Track Champion in 2020. And I would uh, like to thank my. Mom and Dad, uh, Rostick Farms, Six Star Ag Repair,
3: um, and all the other friends and family that helped me throughout the year. This is Curtis Rice, here, 2020 Crystal Motor Speedway Pro Truck Champion. I'd like to start off thanking my parents, my girlfriend, my daughter, along with all my friends and family. All my sponsors,
4: Yeehaw Racing, a and Manufacturing, Avenger Racing, Ryan Keeter Racing, Hustler Chassis, and as well, everyone from Crystal Motor Speedway, Horsepower Happings, and Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. I'm a permanent track champion of Crystal Motor Speedway. You do not need to win races to win championships. As I found out this year, would like to thank my main sponsor, Blake Hollenbeck Auto Sales of Greenville, my whole pit crew that helped me out this year, and my son, thank you.
3: Hi, this is Landon Neatling, the 2020 10 to 14 Mini Wedge Champion. At Crystal Motor Speedway, I would like to thank my sponsors, Arrow Racing Supply, All-Star Towing, Wing Racing, Chad Jones, and my parents. I enjoyed racing multiple tracks and thank all of them for the greatest racing. I am looking forward to the 2021 season. Thank you. This is Zayden Buskers, the 2020 Crystal Motor Speedway, Mini Wedge 10-14, third place. I would like to thank my mom, dad, grandpa Mike, Grandma Cindy, and my sponsor. Crystal Lake Cafe, Crystal Mike's Auto Salvage, Crystal Sandblasting and Welding, Runyon Manufacturing, No Limits Carts and Parts, Guardrail Chassis, Brody Bowser Racing and Richards Racing. Thank you all for another great racing season. We are looking forward to 2021.
1: This is Peyton Cunningham, 2020 Crystal
3: Motor Speedway Mini Wedge six to nine year old track champion. I'd like to thank my mom, dad, Haney Auto Salvage, Apex, Iron Horse Engine, Stemler Racing, Prime FX, Gordy Hunt, Lynn Racing, all my family, friends, and fans
1: for the help and support every week. Hi, my name's Tim Painter Jr. I drive the number 86T Mini Wedge. I am
3: the 2020 Trap Champion, Crystal Motor Speedway. I like to thank my mom,
1: my dad, and my sisters, and I like to thank my sponsors. Daisy Jane Farm, Jeffrey Construction, and Six Lakes NASA.
3: This is David Melky, 2020 Merritt Speedway Late Model Champion. Um, I gotta thank my mom, dad, Lauren, um, everybody that helped me out. Um, All-Star Performance, Sweet
2: Graphics, and Mike's Repair.
3: This is Chad Bauer, 2020 UMP Modified Track Champion for Merritt Speedway. I'd like to thank all of my sponsors for their continued support throughout the years. All the fans who come and watch us all grace and uh, looking forward to a great 2021 season. Thank you.
2: Hi, my name is Hunter
0: Evans. I'm the 2020 unrestricted mini wedge champion. I'd like to thank Merritt Speedway for putting on a great show. I'd like to thank my sponsors Pat's Auto Repair, Frisbee Sign Co, MGM Builders, and I'd like to thank my mom and dad.
1: And there you go. The first installment of Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club uh, Champions, honored here tonight on Horsepower Happenings. A couple of drivers that we didn't hear from, Brent Holmes, the ARCA uh, Arca Racing Series, uh, Arkham Nard Series Champion here in 2020. Um, Also, Tom Harrison, the Street Stock Champion at Crystal Motor Speedway in 2020. Uh, we also have, uh, missing from tonight's show, Coleman Rogers, who finished in third in the six- to nine-year-old mini-wedge division at Crystal Motor Speedway. And then for Merritt, Gary Vandermark was the B-Modified division champion, Nate Murphy, the pro-stock champion at Merritt Speedway, Rick Spencer, the factory stock champion, and uh, Leland uh, Strelke the restricted mini-winch champion at Merritt Speedway in 2020. So there you go, Wild Bill. The first one is in the books, and congratulations to those champions that we honored here tonight.
4: Yeah, they deserve it. Uh, you know, for everything that we had to go through to get through racing and get racing in this year, it was uh, what we wanted to do to be able to make uh, the 2020 season. Those guys that did run uh, and compete as, and get their championships Unfortunately, with our banquet being not being able to be held, this is a great way, and we appreciate everything you guys did to help us get this thing to get together to at least acknowledge them uh, on behalf of Marfac as champions for the 2020 season.
1: It's our pleasure, and next week we will honor the champions from Mount Pleasant Speedway, Owasso Speedway, Silver Bullet Speedway, and Thunderbird Raceway on next week's episode. And uh, Bill, we'll bring you back next week as well and talk a little bit more about the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club Banquet. It was our pleasure to chat with you this evening.
4: Well, thanks a lot, guys, and I look forward to uh, talking and chatting up with you again next week.
1: And again, our thanks to uh, the Michigan Racing Fan Club members for getting a hold of us and, and getting these things recorded. Uh, our thanks to Bill Barnhart for reaching out and, and saying, hey, what do you think about doing this? Uh, and, and we're honored to do so and, and help honor these champions, Rich, in a in a time where things are just completely upside down and backwards. Glad to still be able to, to make sure that Race enthusiasts, sponsors, and fans hear from their champions uh, in the off season.
2: You know, Zach, it, we, we had just gotten down to the Snowball Derby, and my phone rings, and it's Bill Barnhart. And so we started talking, and that's and, and he kind of went through of of what he had in mind, and and it wasn't even a question. It was like, absolutely, we will jump on board. You got just let us know what you want to do. Um, we're here. I think that sounds like a great idea. And then you know, you guys ran with it and put it together. Um, you know, you, Scott Menlin had a couple ideas to make it better. And, um, you know, I heard it tonight and I, I think a couple more weeks, I think it came out perfectly and, and it honors these champions the best way we can without having them, um, you know, in a banquet facility with everybody else.
1: Yeah. We hope to be able to get back and you say, well, why couldn't we just have, you know, done it next year? Well, you got to remember, the next time that we uh, hopefully have a Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club banquet, it'll be the year 2022, which means that uh, because remember it's held in January of the next year, um, so these champions will be going on two years prior uh, to be honored there. So uh, we just kind of jumped in. You know, it's it's unfortunate they're not going to get the plaque, the award. You know that that uh, that they've come to to know and love from the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, but. Um, you know, who knows, maybe down the line, they can make up for that and, uh, get some memberships in, get some money flowing back into that account and maybe, maybe get a chance to do that. Rich, let's take a look at the upcoming calendar. If, uh, you missed it at the top of the show, rich France, you're jumping on the uh, red eye bus out of here on Friday and you're going to go catch some late model racing.
2: Yep. Going to head uh, to the wild west, uh, shootout, the uh, 15th annual, um, uh out in Santan Valley is what I think technically is what it's called. You ever been to Arizona? The the plane's going to drop me off in Phoenix, but I got a ways to go yet after (laughs) I get from there. So uh, I'll have to work that part out. Haven't haven't been out uh, in that section of that area. Um, I've been north of there before, but uh, yeah, three races this weekend, Saturday or Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Uh, 40 laps, 40 laps, and a 50 lapper on Sunday. Uh, And then maybe I'll, on my way back here, I, I'll land and jump on the show right from the airplane uh, on Monday night as soon as I get home. Yeah, so, we're going
1: to have to make yeah, you do that. Yeah, that times. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And by the way, um, you can watch all the racing action along with Rich on Flow Racing. And while you're there, don't forget, you can also take in Rich France, the Chili Bowl Nationals, which are going on this week. Yep, they just kicked off tonight, Zach.
2: Uh, night number one going on tonight. They will run through the 16th uh straight through no days off for them so if you're a midget fan they got something for you too if you're a late model fan flow racing has got it uh obviously to do that uh, you're gonna need a flow racing membership you can do it, if you can go on to flow racing um and they can give you all that information so you can and then you can watch continue watching races throughout the year uh the maybe races that you're interested in that you can't uh, see in your local area
1: yeah i think you dropped north just north of a hundred dollars one time and man the racing content that you'll get this week alone it uh it'll pay for itself if you're a race fan and then of course you pair that up with the coverage from horsepower happenings and my goodness uh you you are set there as a race fan here's the other thing too we talked about the chili bowl nationals how about the high-profile drivers that are running in that thing this year? We talked about it earlier. You've got Chase Elliott making his second-ever start behind the wheel of a midget, um, this time out in Tulsa. And uh, then, of course, Christopher Bell. Seabell going to go out there and try to get his name on a golden driller again. Uh, you know, was was in line to make some history and kind of got uh, shucked out of that deal a couple of years ago. So, uh, man, Chili Bowl Nationals Week is an exciting week. And you, then you, you talk about all the big names that are out there. Am I remembering correctly Ryan Newman's even going to climb behind the wheel of a Midget out there in Tulsa so we're talking about some high profile race car drivers that are going to play go play in the dirt. Yeah, we had a
2: list out about two or three weeks ago. Don't make me go find that list and go through it again. Right. I think it, I think it took me about 5 minutes to read it of all the high profile names that are going to be out there and, and the one you you know Mr Mr uh, 45 who won 45 features uh-huh. in 2020 Kyle Larson uh there as well. So uh, we'll have to see that. I might, I might try to catch a little bit of that. I don't know how. I have, I have no idea how.
1: Watch it on but, your flight. Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> watch the <laughs> highlights of it. I, I yeah on the sixteenth. Uh, we'll have to see how it goes. But uh, you know, whatever your spice is, whether it's uh, you know, if if you like the indoor midget racing or you like the outdoor light model racing, uh, on dirt, uh, boy they got it for you this week don't they
1: yeah absolutely well hey it's been a pleasure to uh, chat about racing tonight again i want to thank max Stambaugh for making some time to chat with us this evening want to thank bill barnhart for uh, reaching out and allowing us to honor the michigan auto racing fan club member track champions we'll do that again over the next two weeks And be sure to watch the Horsepower Happenings social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more on what's going on in the industry. Also, be sure to log on frequently to HorsepowerHappenings.com to see all the latest news from the Great Lakes region. For Scott Medlin, who owns and operates Horsepower Happenings, for my buddy Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you for tuning in. We'll talk next Monday night, same time, same place, right here, Horsepower Happenings.
0: You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to HorsepowerHappenings.com and be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.